Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to Chris's Comics. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comics. With me as always is my co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidette. I, I honestly thought you went to say, with me as always is my chemical romance and I got dead giddy there for a second and then you just, <laughs> you said my co-host. I thought it was like a great surprise you'd had for me planned. <laughs> I know you and Gerard go way back. I know, yeah, he's my main man. No, that would have been cool. Maybe one day we can get Gerard on the pod, but... Uh... No, it's just uh, little old you, as usual. How are you, man? I'm all right, mate. Just slowly coming out of my cage, and I'm doing just fine, in the words of the killers. Um, good, good. Yeah, just today's the day that we've been told that we can... The virus has got to a point now where we can get pissed in each other's gardens, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this doesn't scream like uh, Jurassic Park opening up slightly too soon vibes at all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see what Time happens. will tell. But anyway, we're here to talk about comic books. Today we're going to be having a catch-up episode, talking about all the latest books we've been reading. But first, let's talk about something fun, but it's not comics. What? It's another Batman movie that was sick. Oh. And I want to rave about it. So it's um, the latest Batman fan movie from Bat in the Sun, called Dying is Easy. Now, this was released on the 10th of March on youtube.com slash bat in the sun. And it's already had over 4 million views. It's 25 minutes long. So these guys um, have been going for some time now. They do all sorts, don't they? Yeah. They checked out their other stuff. Uh, I've they've got like. A couple of things. They've got like. Um, they do like battles between like characters, don't they? Yeah. Um, I've forgotten what the name of it is. But um, they're dead successful. And. I don't think they've done like a feature length like this before, have they? They've definitely had some other. Well, Batman I mean, fan this films. this isn't feature length. It's twenty five minutes long. Well, yeah, but you know, it's like. What do you tell the girls? <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I love this, and it's you know, it's fan created but professionally made. You know, these guys have got professional actors in these short films. You know, Doug Jones played the Riddler. He's, you know, creatures, isn't he? He's, uh, he's in Hocus Pocus, Shape of mm-hmm. Water. He was in OG Hellboy. Um, he was in Men in Black as well. Pan's Labyrinth. Um, and Michael Madsen. Ma- Madsen? Is that how you say his surname? Madsen. The guy from all the Tarantino films. He was in this. And Batman himself is Kevin Porter. Now, do you know what Kevin Porter's from? No. Dodgeball. He was one of the members of Ben Stiller's team, the Purple Cobras. Which one? That's um, the tall, 
dark and handsome guy. <laughs> I can't remember his character. The one in a um, bat suit. <laughs> yeah. So Kevin Porter, dude. I don't think we've talked about him before, but in my opinion, he is the best Batman ever. He's the best looking live action Batman ever. And these guys should make a Batman movie for Warner Brothers. You know, it's just perfect. You know, it's a remarkable cast, crew, stunning performances. You've got an incredible score in this, great effects, great CGI, makeup, costumes, acting, cinematography, script, plot. I mean, it was just great work all around. You know, I mean... And how many characters can you cram into 25 minutes as well and not have it feel weird and shoehorned in? Yeah. You know, you've got Batman played by, you know, Kevin Porter, amazing. Bullock was played by Michael Madsen, great casting choice. You've got the two main villains, Manhattan and Joker. Hugo Strange, played by Chris Doughtry, who's actually yeah. a musician. I, mean... uh, I don't know him. Oh, but... you don't know Chris Doughtry? He was... no. His band is literally called Dowtry. Um, he, That's original. He, Almost he, as original as Dan Vivi. <laughs> I think he won um, like a, a version of Pop Idol in America, but a rock version. Oh, and the right. judges were uh, Tommy Lee, Jason Newstead, and the Jane's Addiction guitarist who was banging Carmen Electric, uh, Dave, whatever his Navarro? Called. Dave Navarro, that's it. And yeah. he, they were auditioning for singers. He did one album, and then they obviously didn't carry on the band because they were all very busy people. But he then got signed, and yeah, he's called Dotri. Gaz loves Dotri, actually. Huh? Well, yeah, we got we got him. We got we also got cameos from all the other Bat villains in Arkham Asylum cells. You get Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, who in thirty seconds is probably better than anything Margot Robbie has done. Like, she was sick. Perfect. Perfect depiction. You get Victor Zaz, Riddler, Killer Croc, Mr. Freeze. Even get Condiment King. Oh, and yeah. Did you see the little <laughs> see the little cameo from Catwoman at the end as well? Yeah. Like, fucking, it was sick, dude. Like, you know, you've got professional actors in this. But, yeah, the guy who played the Joker, but in the Sun creator, Aaron Schnoke, Probably butchered that. But yeah, he is actually... Um, oh, he's, he's got his fingers in many pies. He's a very, very talented guy. He's an actor, screenwriter, film director, film editor, film producer, cinematographer, and stuntman. And other notable mentions is he performed Spider-Man himself in the amazing Spider-Man 2 video games, <laughs> as well as writing a hit comic for Valiant Comics. So this guy, man... He's talented. Um, and you can actually uh, go and sign a petition for this dude to direct, um, you know, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, HBO Max. So, in my opinion, you should all go and sign that right now. I've signed it already. Um, go to their Facebook or Instagram page. It's slash or at Bat in the Sun. And, yeah, I, I want this dude to to do some official DC stuff, because I thought it was fucking sick. No, it's good. It's very good. I'd honestly tell people out there to watch it, especially seeing as it's free. Fucking watch it. Yeah. And it's only 25 minutes long, yeah. which is 
over a three and a half hours shorter than that shit, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> and it's a million times better. So there you go. You can watch it ten times in the in the time it would take you to watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's more genuine, uh, you know, DC Comics love gone into this piece of art than than the Snyder Cut. That's for sure. More accurate representations of these characters. I mean, it just feels like Gotham as well. You know, when he stood on the rooftop. Yes. And the t- and he's talking with Bullock. I was just like, oh, this is. This is Gotham, man. This is like how I feel when I watch like Tim Burton's Gotham. It feels like the the real comic book version of Gotham, you know, dirty Gotham, rather than rather than just like Chicago, which yeah. <laughs> they did in The Dark Knight, you know. Yeah. Um, or as it's gonna be for some reason in the new Batman, Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> so Liverpool's Gotham. I mean, yeah, I can kind of see it in places, but. That whole that it's going to take us out of the movie, isn't it? When we're watching it and going, "It's on the live building there, Mate, Gotham." I, I imagine this <laughs> there is, he is what at the everyone <laughs> in, in everyone from New York must feel like this about every film in New York because that you see things and go, "That doesn't connect." And the best example I can ever give to anyone who's been to Liverpool is if you watch the Fifty First State with Samuel Jackson, and there's like oh, scenes yeah. where he's going through. Like Liverpool City Centre, and he turns a corner, and next he's at uh, Bootle Harbour. Like from that <laughs> one corner. Now that would take you <laughs> half an hour to do. There's no, they are not round the corner from each other. And the next thing he turns off there, and he's back on in Moorfields. I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, calm you. <laughs> How have you got on there, Sam? <laughs> That's what people from New York must feel when they're playing. Spider-Man on the PS4. Well, no, Spider-Man on the like, PS4 is the, is the most accurate because it's you. You just swing. Yeah, but I'm guessing that it's nowhere near as small as it is on that game. You know, you couldn't just walk through Central Park in like three minutes or however long it takes you to walk from one side to the other. That's a good point. I've never even. I've never. I, I, I bet. I bet they shrink Central Park because. You can't swing there, so it's not really anywhere for Spider-Man activity, so they just don't bother with it that much. We'll have to check that yeah. out next time I play. Are we going to talk about comics but, yet? Yeah, uh, yeah, final word on all that. Go and sign that petition. Um, get Bat in the Sun fella producing some proper DC Comics Warner Brothers shit. This Snyder DC EU garbage needs to stop. End of. Um, please, please... Please make it die, or or <laughs> do not re- do not restore the Snyderverse in any way, shape, or form. Or d- DM him, <laughs> DM him, and say, "Why bother with DC? Come, come to Daredevil. Come over to Daredevil. Daredevil needs some work. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see him do a Daredevil. Or, yeah, or Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be fucking sweet, actually. Oh, oh yeah, a uh, little bit of little bit of news, comic book news before we go into." Talking about the books we've been reading. I sent it you last night. So there's a new Moon Knight comic coming from Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. And the writer is uh, Jed McKay, who's currently on Black Cat. So That's yeah. 50-50 for me, because obviously that first run he did of Black Cat, mm-hmm. me and you hated. But this run, we've liked but, so... Yeah, yeah, he seems to be on like a good um, you know, a good kick at the moment. So so I'm I'm pretty optimistic for it. Hopefully he likes the character and yeah. uh, does something good with him. 
Because, I mean, it's been a long time since there's been a Moon Knight book, right? I mean, the guy from yeah. Say Anything, Max Bemis, was the one that wrote it last, wasn't he? Yeah, my, it's been, I mean, I think it's only been a couple of, a couple of years at the most. It's not yeah. been... I mean, that's a long time in comic book world. Yeah, but at the same time, there's other characters. Like, wasn't when Doctor Strange's comic started again, like, six years ago, or whatever it was, or seven years ago, it was the first Doctor Strange comic in, like, 20 years, wasn't it? Or something ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not the worst. So, I have talked for a long time. So, tell me, JB, some of the books you've been reading. Right. I've got them in front of me. Um, might as well feel like sticking with the complaining about stuff. Um, oh. Deadpool. The 30 years nerdy 30 issue. Right. I saw you pick this up. Um, I was going to get it myself and I just thought, nah, there's, there's other stuff I want more. Um, so I'm kind of glad I didn't now. <laughs> Not one of the writers in this book and I am aware that I think some of the original, like Rob Leefield does the last story in it. So he's like OG, <laughs> OG Deadpool guy. Um, yeah, not one writer understands the character or just doesn't know what to do with him. The story in this, every story was not even a nowhere near the uh, that one shot we got with... Um, we got last year there was on the I think it's Deadpool annual or something there was a really good Deadpool annual with a this female writer who she can't remember her name I only mentioned female in case someone out there goes oh yeah I know um and she knocked it out of the park every story in this was pants it was just oh Deadpool can can't die ha <laughs> watch how we make this funny ha <laughs> oh see you're still not dead at the end ha <laughs> that that is cable in it though Cable's in a couple. Ah. Um, is he? Is he good? Is he? Is he good? Cable. It's not Kid Cable, is it? Kid Cable is in one. Ah. Uh, fuck. Mate, it's <laughs> it's honestly, it was just dire. I, I got. I think it was after the second story. I was like, wow, this is like, <laughs> like wow. I don't understand how you've got it this wrong, and it, I feel, it feels like really disrespectful. If I'm honest, shit. Um, I act- contender for worst book of the year. It could, it, honestly, it really could be just because of. Uh, it wouldn't be that bad if it was just like a Deadpool annual or short stories of Deadpool. But the fact it's the 30 year anniversary edition, and mm. I do. Think- and I'm guessing Marvel charged like six bucks for it or something. Yeah, the whole five dollar ninety nine. But they did not really push it. I didn't, I only knew about it because I obviously. Keep up to date lists on the uh, on the site. Yeah, I didn't really I see only much knew about, about it. it because you picked it up. Like I was like, oh, what's this? Like a like a Deadpool one shot. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that it was coming out. I think they knew, not mate. Advertising anything. I think they knew. Um, and <laughs> yeah. same in the same kind of ballpark. I know I said that it'd be great if you got him on, but don't get him on this episode. Uh, you look like death. Tales from Umbrella Academy number six, the final edition. Gerald Way's. Uh, spin-off with Klaus. Um, oh, so is that the last issue, yeah? Yeah. It. Yeah, I dropped off that after the first issue. I wasn't really a fan. I liked it up until issue four. Issue five, I was like, huh, right, okay. You've only got one more issue to wrap this up. And I'm really worried, Gerard, you're doing this thing again where you're not really tying up anything here. And I don't really think it's going to get tied up. And lo and behold... He kind of doesn't tie anything up. Like, 
He doesn't stick the landing as usual. No, like, it's actually one of the best... It's one of the best tie-ups he's done. Like, about four characters in this all converge on Klaus's stories or converge, and he fixes everything. But here's the problem for me. Number one, Klaus wouldn't fix everything. The way it shows him fix it all, I just don't believe that is in Klaus's nature. He just doesn't care that much. Uh, and number two, it's great that it kind of ties it all up but it forgets that we don't know why some of these people even existed to begin with like the woman who can change into a giant demon spider why we never know the guy who is a vampire monkey why we never know the hordes of vampires are hiding around hollywood why we never know the people i mean it's it it does that a lot but he did it very well in doom patrol like we don't need to know answers on why there's a you know, a sentient ambulance rocking about with, you know, <laughs> that's created a comic book shop and then that character in the comic has come to life. You know, we don't really need to know stuff like that and it works. Yeah, we you don't. And I get, I get with some of it, like some of his things, I give it the, I do give him a, an inch for. So like, not... Give it the Jared Way pass. Yeah, like the the whole point of Umbrella Academy is all these kids are born on the same day, same time to people who weren't pregnant or whatever. Um, we never find out why that's a thing or why that's important. That's kind of like dismissed within the first two issues. It's gone. It was just a thing. Um, I, I give it a pass on that because it just, it, there's so much going on that that kind of like almost seems like a backburner issue that one day maybe we'll get to. That'll be interesting. With this, I know we'll never return to these people. So it's just seems more lazy. It's yeah. Mm. Um other than I that, mean he does he, he does herald uh, Grant Morrison as his biggest influence. Yeah. And you know, Morrison loves doing shit like that. And L S D. But Hey. And Grant Morrison also likes L S D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just forget and they're just like, Oh, this is a really cool <laughs> idea. That. It's a really cool idea. Let's have this uh, this character with an eight like, body and a man's head. Like the and dad, then they just forget about explaining it. Like I mean, the, I know they explain that one, but it's just an example. You're talking like the dad from Elf, who when they published the Christmas book and it's missing like page eight, and he's like, "I don't care, just print it anyway." Yeah. <laughs> but we don't find out how the jury, how the does the bird get home, and it's like, "I don't give a shit." And then he's got like higher executives <laughs> coming and going. The bear? You don't think they want to know how the bear gets home? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, other than that, and Spider-Man, which I'm... Oh, amazing Spider-Man. Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, I swear to God, like, I'm I'm struggling to not drop it. (laughs) Mate, um, uh, former guest of the pod, Ben Allen, who I know is a regular listener, he dropped this book, and... I don't know how many years he's been pulling Amazing Spider-Man, but I think it was issue 60 or 59 that made him go, no, enough is enough. And uh, it was the it was the issue with Mr. Negative on the cover. 59, um, 59. Yeah, he, he posted that on his Instagram story. Go give him a follow. It's at Benicillin, Yeah, I think is his Instagram. And he's got a personal account at Light. Uh, so go give him a follow. But yeah, he posted that and said, I can't do it anymore. Enough's enough. And he's dropped Amazing Spider-Man. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's getting really bad, man. I mean, have you read the latest issue, number 62? Yeah, I'm all up to date. Um... Yeah, I mean, this, you know, the last remain storyline, it went on for way too long. And now we're, like, abruptly back to this story arc from, like, a year ago, is it? Yeah, of him with Boomerang, started. the two tablets, the and dog, everyone the... had, like, forgotten about this anyway. And it's just, like... It's like a, it's like the, it's like the book's back after like a hiatus or something. Yeah, and it's just really weird and disjointed. And I forgot about Gog as well. They've got that creature Gog. Um, that was that in a annual or something? It wasn't, was it? What, no, was that was that from? was that was honestly that was just an issue. That was a normal issue. Finding that was out. Just an, it, see, this is how disjointed the series has been. <laughs> it's just not felt fluid at all. No, not so they've for got a while. Gog. Um, yeah, it's just like. You know, it's just a return to this this story, and then I hated all like the um, social media influencer oh, like, stuff. Oh. It just felt so forced, and like Nick Spencer's like, "Oh, what are the kids like now? Some of that TikTok, yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come and sit with on the go and give him an awful new suit. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh, I just it's... I just don't get it, man. The, the the suit looks like when a kid wins a colouring in competition and they've been given like the normal Spider-Man suit and gone, colour it in. And they're just like, I only add yellow and blue. And the, they ran, the pens ran out. It's fine. That'll do. Um, colour the eyes in yellow. Oh, and then, yeah, it's like the thing when I read that and it's like, it's a new suit. It's faster and stronger. And it even says, I'm, I had to reread it three times. It went, and as for your webbing, and it doesn't finish the sentence. Like, and what about his webbing? <laughs> we just, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just, what? I just, it, it didn't I, tell I us. Like, okay, why is it okay, faster? Whatever. Why is it stronger? Why <laughs> did Tony, why is Tony Stark not made a suit like that? Why does Peter need this suit? Why, what, for what purpose would Spider-Man actively put this on and take... It, it, it's not Spider-Man. It's just not what Peter Parker would do. He's a guy in his late 20s now. I think this is... This is something you could have expected from teenage Peter Parker back in the day. Nervous teenage Peter Parker. This is post-traumatic stress Peter Parker in his late 20s. Why the fuck is he um, happily agreeing to being an influencer? It just makes, makes no sense at all. It doesn't really say why he's doing it. Um, and then you've got Jonah, like, heading up all this thing. And he's like, oh, oh, the kids like podcasts now. You know, like, they love that podcast with Spidey on. And it's just, it feels almost, like, way too self-aware, this book now. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... Mm. And, and Spencer, I'm sorry, but he just does not know how to handle this character or the direction of this book. He did originally. Like, this is what's really annoying. He definitely did. And then I, I'm beginning, after just what you said then, it's almost like he was writing this story with these tablets and and this plan. And it's like, as he was going to hit the fist, which is, I'm guessing, the third act of it, um, he backed out and realised it's not strong enough. So what I'll do is I'll do Last Remains. That's another story I've got. So he's done that. And now he's come back to that going, right, I've definitely got it now. And he still hasn't. It's fucked. Mm. It just Mysterio's I mean, back. I mean, it's just it's the just... last remain stuff was just nonsense to me. Like that was just, and it's just it wasn't even like a satisfactory wrap up in my opinion. 
It's just moving on. And it's not moving on to stuff that I care about. Like, say what you want about Slot's run, but at least he knew how to wrap up a story arc before moving on. Mm. You know, like, it's just, you know, it's funny. In one of, in the letter column, uh, someone wrote in um, ASM hasn't been fun or interesting for quite a while now. And that is just hitting the nail on the head. Oh, really? So they've printed that? Yeah, yeah. It's in the letter column at the back. I never read the letter columns because I'm like fucking nerds. Oh, Stan Lee would be ashamed of you. <laughs> <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. Um, yeah, so actually, I'm just looking at the time now. There's one comic I want to talk about, and I think you want to talk about as well. Uh, Nightwing. Let's do it. Nightwing number 78. Now, I thought this was fantastic. Hmm. So it's a new creative. Oh, you said hmm, as mm. if. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll see why. Hmm. You'll see why. I'll let you carry on. Okay, uh, this surprises me. I mean, you've got a new creative team, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad fame. You get Tom Taylor and artist uh, Bruno Redondo. <laughs> I can't say names. Bruno, Bruno Redondo. So yeah, these guys have just come off the Suicide Squad book, which was critically acclaimed, mm-hmm. and I think they're great picks for this book. You know, Tom Taylor's a great writer. You know, his he dialogue is. he just nails Dick's personality and his yeah. traits. He balances the light and dark perfectly. His interactions with other characters. You know, this is just Tom Taylor's bread and butter, and. It's weird, actually, just coming off talking about Spider-Man. This actually feels very Spider-Man to me. This book, it feels more like Peter Parker than the ASM does at the moment. You know, well, it's just, this is what I want. This is what I want my Spider-Man books to be like. Well, you know, this is what my problem is with this book because I enjoyed it. I really liked the revisit. For me, it's nice to get to go down to Bloodhaven. I've not been there personally for a while. Um... I liked the whole, you know, these, this gang are picking on a dog and we're going to shoot it and he saves it. And it, I liked all that. That was great. Um, and then, yeah, when it got to, he's run out of money and then he gets money. That was a bit, a bit Peter Parkerish. And I was like, all right, I'll let you off. You've kind of, you haven't dwelled on that for too long. You've just got a load of money, so you're fine. Um but the thing, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting plot point. That, but the like, thing that really to see how he deals with that uh, made me go, hmm, was I just felt like the, the um, whatever he's called uh, blockbusters or whatever the video rental store that this bad guy is named after. He it it just looked like it's going to be the story of Daredevil at the moment of Fisk as mayor. He even looks like right. he looks like Fisk. But if Fisk was like Miami Vice Fisk, he's just a tombstone. No, Blockbuster. Oh shit, I can't remember. But yeah, I think I'm talking about. He crushes a guy's head with his hand. Is he talking about at the end? Yes. Where he's just like, oh, oh yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. Like the ending did feel a bit paint by numbers. Like, oh, is the you know the cliffhanger? It's the bad guy. You know, kind of like, okay, here we go again. Um. But, I mean, let's just talk about the art quickly, because that sold it for me. I mean, it's beautiful. Like, the splash pages. Yeah, the art's lovely. You know, the world around Nightwing is just perfectly depicted, you know. And then you've got the mixture of the small panels, too, which also work to show the more emotional moments. And 
that great colors just creating like a total vibe and tone for the book you know like i just i thought it was a, a great return to form for nightwing after years of confused mismanagement you know it's actually refreshing to see dc actually caring about dick grayson again you know it's it's just um i just thought it was a really good refresher on like who Dick is, you know, what the run's going to look like. I just thought it was a really solid start. Yeah, no. And a great, I, a great jumping on point for new readers as well. It is. Considering well, it it's is. an issue 78. All you've, all you've got to know is it does make one reference to that he used to be called Rick and he had a bit of memory yeah. loss. There's a little reference to that, but I think that that nearly made the nerdy papers. So you probably knew that yeah. already. And I, may, I wasn't being harsh when I went, hmm, I enjoyed it. My only concern is just the storyline that Tom Taylor is going to tell, which, again, I hold Tom Taylor in such high regard. Like, I put him on such a pedestal that I just don't want him to be doing a paint-by-numbers copy of, especially for a comic that I'm fucking... I'm, Daredevil is still my number one comic. I fucking love it. It's It's ridiculous how good that story is. And I feel like the whole making Fisk the mayor of New York, even though that's playing into loads of different Marvel comics at the moment because he's the mayor of New York, it seemed... I feel like the the, the centrifuge of where all the, the problems and the issues and the confront, confrontation of that are in Daredevil. And I feel like it's for that, that purpose they made him mayor for Daredevil and they just realised it would work hand in hand with every other comic as well. I don't want another massive crime boss to be mayor of Bloodhaven, which is essentially, uh, got, you know, DC's uh, Hell's Kitchen. And I don't want, especially when the black bad guy just looks like Fisk, but with some weird-ass ponytail that you'd expect on a character from Tiger King. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, that that's all. Yeah, I get. I, get I, where you're I did. I enjoyed. From, it. I love the art. I love the art. Mm. I love the dialogue, and I do like the character. The only thing I would say to Tom Taylor is, change how he swings about because it doesn't make any sense why a piece of string or whatever he has would come out the side of a stick. It would come out the bottom or the top. It wouldn't come out the side. It just doesn't make any sense. I know we. It's a world where there's dragons and ghosts and all sorts but as someone just pointed out went explain to me in physics how this stick works and i was just went huh yeah that doesn't work at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah night nightwing get on that that was a that's very good a nice frameable cover by the way have you seen the the other covers that are coming out you have you got them on instagram tom taylor yeah um, yeah, I don't think I've seen the other covers for Nightwing. Though. He posted another one, and I swore down. I was like, dude, like if I was into Nightwing, I would get that tattooed. It was just such a yeah. Uh, yeah this Tom Taylor's just like clearly knows cover game needs to be strong at the moment, and he's got he's making sure that the he's approving some good ones. Um, I've got time for one more. Oh, do we? Okay, one yeah, more comic. If you want. Chris, it's up tell to you. me one. Uh, Tell you what, you tell me about one more comic. You've got five minutes. One more comic. Uh, okay, I'll pick something that I saw that you've been reading, which is Sensational Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. Okay, so what do you know about this book, N- mate? Nothing. I just nothing. saw it was a, 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 I saw it was a Wonder Woman issue one. Yeah, and I was just like, 
And it was called Sensational Wonder Woman. So I was like, right, so yeah. is it a brand new thing? I'll just go for it. Screw it. I like the right. cover. I was like, worst case scenario, I've got a nice frameable co- comic. Yeah, so this confused me when I saw you post it because this came out digitally way back in January and it was one of those digital first things ah. and I've been reading it and it's like it's like 10 issues out now. Um, so I was like, oh, I didn't even know that they printed that. That's funny. Maybe they're going to do that for all the digital stuff now. Um, hopefully, because I loved all that deceased stuff and the yeah. No, I want the deceased stuff printed. Yeah. So hopefully, if this sells well, then they'll start doing that. But for me, it was a bit of a weird one to pick because it wasn't even that good. Like, I mean, it's okay, but I mean, issue one yeah. was nothing to write home about. Like that, <laughs> it was weird because it reminded me of One Division a bit. Like. Yeah. The way it started out. Maybe that's why they printed it, dude. I mean, and this came back in January. It came came out Mm. back in January, so... I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of the artwork in it. I think it's maybe aimed at younger readers. Like, um, and everything just seemed to wrap up too quickly in that issue. Like, I expected more. Um, It was like a story I would have expected if you cut it down a little bit in, like, if there was a Wonder Woman black and white series... Because it kind yeah, of starts yeah. midway through an adventure. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, that it is been fine. It is like an anthology series. This, I mean, it's two part chapters. I think. Did you have the entire story in one book printed? Yeah. I, like ra- yeah, it yeah. wrapped up with uh, Hawk Girl and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what they're doing is they're printing both parts in one book. So. Um, yeah, it's it's it is an anthology. So every issue that they'll print now is different writer, different artist, different story. Um, it actually gets really good. Like around issue four, you get um, Andrea Shear. She's the writer, and you actually get the guy that did Nightwing, Bruno Redondo, doing the art. And the art in that one is exceptional. That's like really good, a really good issue. Um, it all it kind of reminds me a little bit of Thor Ragnarok as well. She gets transported to like this arena. Where uh, Kang the Conqueror is like um, in charge, and he's getting her to fight against one of her Amazonian sisters, and it's actually fucking sick that one. Um, but the rest aren't aren't good. <laughs> like it's a very hit and miss series. Like it's not worth buying monthly, in my opinion. Um, although saying that, I would say check out that one, the uh, the Bruno Redondo one. <laughs> I think it'll be. Is it the next one? If it was issue four, one, two... Yeah, yeah, it'll be the next one. Yeah, I'd say pick up issue two, because that's cool. But then okay. don't bother. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing... I mean, were you planning on carrying on or not? Uh, no, I thought it was a, a one-off. And to be honest, after reading it, I wasn't really that bothered. No. P- pick up issue two, because I'd like to know your opinion on that. It, it's really good. But yeah, after that, okay. don't bother. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Yeah, so... I guess that about wraps it up for this episode. So thanks yeah. for joining me, dude. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, go to www.talknerdy.uk, especially in the next couple of weeks, as it's been our five-year anniversary, so there's stuff going up at the moment. We'll have a five-year anniversary podcast going up soon. We'll have the Zack Snyder Justice League reaction discussion podcast going up soon. Um, I'm also going to put up as a little treat. I found it after a little bit of digging. My very, very first blog I ever wrote about whether Spider-Man should join the MCU. 
And oh, uh, that's interesting. It, it's quite interesting. And remember, I wrote it, and on the day I posted it, literally hours later, it was announced that he was coming to the MCU. Oh, really? So Wait, that's fitting. weird. Yeah, <laughs> did it you got make it happen? Tra- I, yeah, Ben, they went, ben, Beethan, hang on a ben Beethan was like, did you know it was going to happen? I was like, no. He was, and he was like, well, it's happening. I was like, shit, I need to change the end, the last paragraph of this blog, <laughs> because it needs to, otherwise it's the, immediately dated. The the execs at, um, at Marvel and, and Sony were like, this guy's blog at the Secret Geek, like, okay, <laughs> this has convinced us. He needs to join the MCU. Well, that, that was the thing. The blog was me saying no. My oh, blog really? is me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was dead against it. And it's interesting to read now in comparison to what's occurred. And I kind of predicted some things as well. Mm. Uh, it will go up in the next couple of days. But yeah, there's loads of stuff coming just because of this five-year anniversary. And don't forget to follow us on, so, on the socials at UK, especially Instagram, please. Just a few more on Instagram. I just want to hit 1K. That would be lovely. Awesome. Um, yeah, and also go and check out mine and JB's t-shirt account on Instagram. That's at talk underscore shirty underscore two underscore me. And that is an account that JB and I run where we post our t-shirt collection. Usually averages out at about one post a month at the moment. <laughs> but we'll get back on top of it. You're, you're next, dude. It's been like I know. a week and a half. But uh, yeah, JB and I, we t- take turns to post a t-shirt from our collection mostly band, TV and film merch, stuff like that. So if you're interested in all the T-shirts that we own, uh, because why wouldn't you be, uh, go and follow Talk Shirty to me. And as for me, you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast. The Chris's has two S's. And you can also follow my personal account on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. Uh, feel free to send me abuse about the Snyder Cut on there. I ah. will... Uh, promptly delete and block so <laughs> and you can also follow me on goodreads if you want to do that if, you, if you're on that app and keep up to date with all the latest comics i'm reading on there just type in chris wakefield in the search bar and i'll pop up and do stuff for the show by like rating and reviewing it on apple why write a quick review it makes massive differences and feel free to send me a message at chris's comics podcast at gmail.com and that's about it. So, thank you everybody for listening. Over and out. Bye.